0: easiest and quickest way for a politician or one of the main political parties to lose an election in this country is to sound soft on migrants. And I can understand that this is a tiny island with limited resources. But migrants, economic migrants, political migrants, illegal migrants, Legal migrants, long-term, short-term, all live among us here on this island. And everyone in the United Kingdom today, one way or the other, is an offspring of migrants. It doesn't matter how far back you can trace your family tree. Your ancestors must have experienced that sense of alienation or being strangers. And newcomers on these small islands. Many of them experienced being aliens. Probably, many of them felt like exiles, banished to new and strange places. And many of them experienced hostility on those islands. On this island, became because they came as conquerors. But what is it really like to be an alien? To be a minority person? to be a non-citizen. Now, 17 years ago, my family and I came to this country. And for seven years, we remained as what we'd call temporary migrants. Until we were granted resident alien. In home office speak, that's called permanent residence. And that was a huge step for us. We were excited. We were joyful. But still, that did not make us citizens of the United Kingdom. And there was a limit to the things we could do. There was a limit to the services we could access. And I remember one time, my daughter, Lancia, she's over there. Uh, She wanted to go on a trip somewhere, but it was closed for only UK citizens. And we had not got our resident citizenship. We felt strange in a strange land where its ways were as strange to us as we were strange to them. But my story is not unique. I'm sure most of you seated here today can remember a time and a place where you felt like an odd ball. Square peg in a round hole or the other way around. Like a stranger, like the alien, a time you did not fit in. And this sense often comes whenever a group of people or an individual are treated differently when they feel that they, did not, they do not fit in. And the recipients of Peter's first letter would have very easily identified with this sense of being alien. Because they were constantly on the spotlight. They were bombarded with false accusations, harassment, and threatened with persecution. So, Peter is writing this letter to encourage them, to tell them, look, there is hope. Try and live this way, in this foreign land, this time during your persecution. You believe in Christ. You have never seen him. He suffered. But all is not lost. Now in the po- opening line of his letter, Peter calls his readers exiles that have been chosen. Now if you're citizens of our Christ kingdom, and I believe everybody here is, then you live in any country that you are in as an exile. You do not enjoy the full favors or the privilege of that country because you are an alien resident. Nevertheless, God has put us here on this earth to live here while we conduct our lives and we do the business of Christ until he comes back again or he calls us home. And so we understand this business of living like alien very well. We have a hymn for it and I will not ask you to sing because I ask the church, the congregation at 9:30 to sing it, and it turned out that they were too young for it. Would you mind putting it on the screen, Peter? I see whether you can sing, if not, listen. I'm just passing through lay down somewhere beyond the blue angels are to me. Heaven's open door, and I can feel at home. Thank you, thank you, Fiona. Well done, well do I am impressed. <laughs> now, the recipients of this letter, which Peter is writing, was scattered in a few cities, probably five or six cities in Asia Minor probably modern-day Turkey. and they were under enormous pressure to conform and assimilate in the local culture. But Peter is writing to these people and telling them, my good friends, do not bow under any pressure. I want you to live like an alternative community. I want you to live as the light. the same way today the church is urged and encouraged to live as a light, as a champion of truth and fighting for justice in a very increasingly hostile world. Now earlier on it's our own Lord who initiated this discussion on residence aliens when he told his disciples in John 15 The world hates you because if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would have loved you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of this world. That is why the world hates you. And this message that this world is not our home was for our disciples in the first century as much as it is our message It was meant for the disciples of our Lord as much as it is meant for each and every one of us today this morning in Cambon Church. As resident aliens, we are to conduct our lives with our backpacks on our back, ready. But that does not mean that we are to be completely detached from this world. The church is not to be a place where we come to hide from the realities of the world outside. Now, on the contrary, the church should be a training ground where we learn about God's love and his relationship to us, then go outside and share this love with the rest of the world. We are not simply aliens on this earth. We are residents too. And we have an obligation to be responsible, like responsible residents. We vote. We pay our taxes. We purchase goods and service. We marry. We get children or not. We volunteer. We serve in leadership positions. We contribute. We support what we like and we protest what we do not like. At all times and in all ways, the scripture is asking us to be fully engaged with the society wherever we live. But even though we function in the world just like everybody else, it does not mean we are just mere residents. As the Apostle Paul points out in Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven and our supreme royalty is to God and his kingdom alone. No one else. So we don't do things just because everybody else on the earth is doing them. All our actions as Christians, as disciples, must be calculated, thoughtful, weighed, and deliberate so that we function Christ-like. Our values and lifestyle should reflect God's way of doing things, which unfortunately, is not always the way of the secular world that we live in. Now, a few years ago, I listened to the Reverend Jesse Jackson give a speech somewhere. And I was intrigued at that time by some of the things he was talking about. And he was discussing about the evils that lie in our modern society. And in his speech, he suggested that the remedy to all the world and social problems, lies in practicing compassion towards one another, and as a matter of public policy. He cited the Ten Commandments as an example, and according to him, God sent Moses down from the mountain with a ten-point urban policy plan. He went on to add that the the Ten Commandments as guides for modern living, they are cost-efficient, and morally right. And I couldn't agree with him less. Society needs better ethics. And who, if I may ask, is supposed to have the ethical understanding that can help in alleviating this tuition and changing the world? You might answer why the church, of course. So we as a church must be prepared to leave out those alien ethics because preaching by itself is not sufficient. We have to demonstrate the kind of compassion towards each other that the Reverend Jesse Jackson is talking about if we hope to influence the world and change anything around us. And being resident aliens means that we are in a better position than anybody else to say and do these things because we hold dual nationality. We are free and called upon to confront and critique the world we live in. We can call the world values into question when they are not morally right. We can speak the truth to the world in love and in patience so that our faith can grow and mature. We can even challenge fellow Christians in the church to be the church that God desires and calls us all to be. And because we are both residents and aliens, being Christians should not be easy. If it's easy for us to be Christians, then we are doing the whole thing wrong. I'm going to repeat that again. If it's easy to be a Christian on this earth, we are doing it the wrong way. Being a Christian should be a joyful experience but one that is and one that is truly an extremely fulfilling but it should not be easy why because being a Christian is to be countercultural is to go against the prevailing culture and because it's not easy we need each other's support and encouragement To be resident but alien is a formula for loneliness that few of us can really withstand in the society. Indeed, it's almost impossible to minister alone because our loneliness can very easily translate into self-righteousness or self-hate. As Christians, we can only survive by supporting one another through the many and various acts which we tell each other that we are not alone, that God is with us. That is why we need the church. So when our sight is blinded by tears of anguish, hopelessness, and loneliness, we can turn on each other's faith and hold each other and encourage each other. Much the same way the Apostle Paul Peter is telling us. Now, my vision for Cambon Church is that it will realize its potential, that it's an alien entity, a special and a unique place where there is real community, A community where everyone is treated equally, where everyone is accepted and affirmed, where everyone has the opportunity to share their gifts and everyone is given a sense of belonging like we did when we came here six years ago. But have no illusions. A community like this one is hard to build and difficult to sustain. And led by Peter, you people have done a good job in the last 11 years. But a church community like this is more like the allotment garden you have started working on outside here. It has potential for both growth and beauty. But cultivating a garden demands time, energy, and labor. It also requires you to be vigilant in case weeds grow and kill your plants. My prayers for you as a church are that you will continue to work to make this church what every church is commissioned and called by God to be, a center for care and concern in a world where we are all resident aliens. Amen.